Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you happen to be under this magnetic sun (laughs) and this crazy lunar eclipse blood moon, (laughs) I hope that you're able to navigate your way through all the symptoms, all the emotional shit that this is throwing at you. I hope that you're able to recognize it for what it is and take the opportunity to heal emotionally and mentally, physically and spiritually and that it leads towards healing financially relationally (laughs) with all your relationships you know romantic and otherwise I have had a really emotional rough day I'm not going to talk about exactly why um It's been a really wild one. Really, I just... Just when you think humanity can't sink lower, it fucking does. And on days like this, I'm glad I started the apocalypse at Armageddon, right? (laughs) And I'm hoping that the one-third of evil folks get reabsorbed back into the head of God or sent to hell or the other planet or wherever the flock they're going. Cause I am over it, um, over it, over them for now until they can learn to unconditionally love themselves and others kind of over, over it. Somebody who's close to me in my life found out that their uh, SO, significant other, is a red pill-er. I never heard of this before. I mean, obviously, the Matrix, the red pill. I've heard of that. And I found out last night that the red pill in the Matrix means... uh, estrogen pills for transgender women. That's what it means in the matrix. The trans women that wrote the matrix meant it to mean that by the way, mind blown. (laughs) Oh God. They're also the trans women that wrote one of my favorite shows since eight. I wish they could have kept that show going, but it was so freaking expensive. (laughs) Oh man. Such a great show. I'll watch it all again from beginning to end though. Sexy, hot show that it is. Oh my And it's about a cluster of eight people who are twin flames. They don't say those words out loud, but that's what it is. And they all have telepathy among the eight of them. 
you know, that's not as realistic in real life. Okay. But there are clusters of us, two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? The twin flames. (laughs) I mean, 144,000 of us were here to help humanity and raise the vibrations. And as we raise the vibrations, some of the super ugly, horrible, lower vibrations come through once in a while we get to be aware of it so we can heal it in ourselves so we can heal it in others (sighs) disappointed in humanity quite often over here but uh i i uh i had to see what the actual fuck (laughs) a red pillar is and I don't mean P I L L A R, I mean P I L L dash E R. Somebody who says, you know, they're they're red pilled, and there's another one called black pill. <laughs> and all I don't even know how they started talking about that shit, but they're claiming the downfall of society is um, women. Imagine that, imagine the fuck out of that. Uh, the downfall of society that's run by men is women where we don't have any fucking power. We don't have equal rights. Are you kidding me right now? Oh my God. And what's irritating is this person who's very close to me is confronting their significant other right now over this like you're a what I guess he's mentioned red pill philosophy red pill manifestos I believe in the red pill this and the black pill that and the oh my fucking god you do what well we didn't know what he was talking about and and um so they're confronting him right now like uh excuse me (laughs) I finally after eight months of hearing this shit from you decided to look up what the hell you mean and what I am seeing if this is what you mean this person's is about to say to this part this significant other if if what you're telling me is the stuff I've been reading online that's what you believe uh the relationship is motherfucking over fucker it's gone bye I am no longer attracted to you mentally emotionally or even physically you're the fuck out get out of here That's what's going on right now. I'm hoping he gives the right answers and they can stay together, but there's no way in motherfucking hell I would stay with a guy like this who hates women, actively hates women, believes in the manifestos of we have to hate women because they ruined society because they wanted to have equal rights. They wanted to have jobs. They wanted to have access to equal medical care. Are you effing kidding me right now? It is not the downfall of society. The downfall of society is men not being equal partners with women, not allowing women to explore themselves as human beings, but rather keeping them down on the count of them having ovaries. (sighs) Makes me really mad really mad today was voting day in the United States. I hope that people voted well. I hope that people remember to vote. I hope there wasn't any funny shenanigans keeping people that would vote for liberals, um, 
you know, out of the polls, sometimes, you know, out of the uh, polls, that's not the word, (laughs) voting booth, sorry, it's just (sighs) so much shit in my country right now, guys, I'm just, oh my god, it's a lot, it's a lot, Uh, my, my, my person who's very close to me, is absolutely freaking the fuck out and has been for about three days spinning out. Like I cannot be with this person. I cannot work with this person. I can no longer, you know, have a business with the person whose very ideals endangers me as a trans person, endangers me as person in the LGBTQIA community, a person who consistently sees me as the wrong gender and hates my gender that he sees me as. It's like becoming a real effing problem. And I have been ignorant to this. I just found out about it. I'm very late (laughs) coming to this. Um, I just, I looked this up. I looked up a word that I hadn't, uh, I didn't know much about incel. And I thought it sounded like, um, you know, like a terrorist organization, like, you know, terrorist cells, right? And when I watched this little clip from ABC News from three years ago, um, so I'm really out of the loop on this one. I haven't watched actual news or real TV or not TV much at all um, in 20, almost 20 years, like 18 years. You know, I keep to date on some things, but not everything. I just, it's just overwhelming. And I honestly just don't give a fluck about most of it. Hey, baby girl, you want to say hi to the people? Knowledge wants to say something to y'all. She came up here and she said a tiny meow. And now she's, now she's going away. Anyway, so I saw this, this little ABC news clip from, uh, actually from the TV show Nightline from three years ago. And this is the name of the clip. If you want to look at it on YouTube, it is effing terrifying former member of incel community speaks out about dangerous misogyny and this is on nightline so what is incel it's an involuntary celibate involuntary because no one will sleep with them no one will sleep with them because they're fucking idiots <laughs> it's not really that they're idiots and, and, and all the, and what they said on the news clip is they just don't have the right coping skills if they had only had better coping mechanisms it's like look all the people except for one because he covers his face and refuses to show his face so I won't I don't know I can tell you right now physically they're all attractive why is no one sleeping with them because they're bitter hate filled misogynistic pigs that's why. Anyway, I wrote a comment here. I'm going to tell you guys my comment because I was so fired up on this one. And you all know how I get once in a while really fucking fired up. <laughs> and they're just like, they're like, why would they want to sleep with women if they hate women? Oh my God, they're so stupid. Be gay if you hate women. What the hell is wrong with, I just, what the hell is wrong with people? It really fucking just, you know, it's like, dude, if you hate women, don't fucking date them and don't complain that they won't sleep with you because you hate them. 
Oh my God. It's called get a fucking clue. Here we go. This is what my comment was, which is a lot less angry is what I just said. Anyway, (laughs) I said, all these men were physically good looking, save for the masked man who refused to show his face. And I said that only because we know what the fuck he looks like. Anyway, (laughs) he was quite overweight actually. And he was, um, he would catfish women and then go to where they are and then publicly humiliate them instead of having a fucking date like an idiot. Anyway, um, it's like, no one's going to date you immature beast. Anyway. Um, anyway, I wrote, uh, the reason women don't date these men is because they are all ugly as fuck on the inside. Shadow work, therapy, glow up are all ways you can learn to attract women in a healthy way. Learning to love yourself is a huge start. Men that are healed emotionally and are mature and have emotional intelligence are attractive. Unhealed whiny crybabies don't need to date or focus on sex. They need to grow the fuck up and learn how to become attractive men from the inside out. I would date an out of shape older man that is average looking any day of the week if he had a clean healthy mind, good values, and a wonderful disposition and loved women and wished only the best for them. Great looking gym, hard body type men that are also stupid, misogynistic, anti-women's rights, mouth breathing, knuckle dragging, MAGA hat wearers are ugly on the inside and therefore super unattractive. These The time these men spend on these forums, on these incel, anti-women, red pill forums complaining, they could have gotten their bodies in shape, their minds right, and their finances right. And they could have already been married to the dream woman of their choice by now. Self-hating idiots. Ugh. That's what I wrote. Added a couple words there. But I'm just... This is one of the things wrong with America is probably all over the world. Really? I mean, I've met so many men who have spent fucking years complaining to me that they can't get a date. And I've told these men, well, uh, I'm looking at you and the things uh, physically, you need to lose some weight. You need to get healthy Women don't want to marry a man who's going to die in five years. You know, you, you're carrying on an extra person there. Lose the extra person. You have like 120 pounds to lose jet. You know, I'm not fat shaming. I'm just saying, look, get in shape so that you look like you're not going to keel over of a heart attack during sex. You know, that is a real concern for a lot of women They don't want a man who's going to die. They don't want a man who's going to die and leave them to raise their fucking kids alone. I know because my husband was very good looking. He was sexy as fuck. He was in great shape, muscle bound, fucking hottie. And he was, um, he was also bald. I didn't mind that at all. I mean, him sexy in my opinion, but he, um, was spiritually amazing. He was emotionally there for me, ready to have it all. 
He spent time paying attention to me and my ideas. He supported me even when my ideas were stupid. You know, he was a good man in the whole fucking package. And that's why I married him. But if he had been at one of these MAGA hat wearing knuckle draggers, fuck no. I, you know, he could go to hell. I don't give a shit. I mean, it's like, it's not about the way a person looks necessarily. It's not even about, you know, and even when he was, even when he had a tummy on him, oh, he was still so sexy. It didn't even matter to me. The overweightness didn't matter to me. What mattered to me is that he was healthy, you know? And uh, when he forced me out of the marriage, I did not know he was sick. I would have stayed. I would have been disappointed and sad, yes, but I would have still stayed. But he, he forced me out, so I had no choice. And, and also uh, threatened violence against me and the kids, so that's so unattractive. It's over. That's over for me. Oh, well, <laughs> you know. But I just, it's like, I don't know. I don't understand what is wrong with people that they can't get a clue as to what it means to be attractive on the inside, that that is what radiates on the outside. I've dated men that were overweight. I've dated men that weren't all that attractive. I did the last boyfriend I had, the last real boyfriend I had, um, he was an okay looking guy. You know, he looked like he came out of the 1940s, the way he did his hair. And, um, one time his mustache was weirdly too short on both sides and he looked a little bit like Hitler. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, what the hell is he doing with this facial hair? I think he like accidentally trimmed one side, then the other, and then kind of, and after a while he just like shaved the whole thing. I was like, thank God, thank fuck for that. <laughs> I'm like, am I with the Nazi or what is with this guy? But in my, in my, my son was like, mom, what's up with this guy? I think he's like, does he, why does he have a Hitler mustache? I go, I'm not going to ask. I don't know what's wrong with him, but I'm not going to embarrass him. And like the next day he shaved it off all the way. I'm like, thank God. (laughs) And I remember one time I looked at him and he was so ugly at this one angle. I saw his face. It literally made me jump. I'm like, Whoa, Holy man. He's so ugly right now. And I don't know why. And he was laughing and he was making fun of some woman. And it was like, his inner hideousness came out to his face. And usually he was a very good looking guy. And I was like, whoa, that really freaked me out. I literally saw him for who he was just for like a split second. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God. I was like, I was on the set of the twilight zone or something. But, um, most of the guys I've dated weren't even all that good looking. And, and what's funny about that is I thought at the time they were good looking because of how sweet they were and how loving they were. And after a while, when I kind of got lost, the, the, you know, the enamor kind of got lost a little bit just for other things they said or did. Um, one guy they dated, I loved deeply. I just thought, you know, he's a lot younger than me, but boy, you know, we may, might want to wake, make it work. Maybe possibly it's, it's, it's a potential. And, um, I lost, uh, I, I think he was, going into the bathrooms and having sex with men. And I think that's what lost it for me. Cause then when I asked if he was gay or if he was bisexual and I'm keeping an open mind, you know, I'm not going to leave him for these things. You know, I would allow him to explore it, you know, and still be in the relationship with him. But he got super mad at me 
never talked to me again. I'm like, okay. <laughs> he like left in the middle of the night, literally. When I asked him if you, I'm like, I have a weird question. Are you gay? You know, like I was just trying to help him come to terms with it. You know, I'm okay with it, but it was, it lost the attraction for me. Cause I'm like, I don't think he's attracted to me, but it's not because of me it, it, at all. It's because he likes men. I think he still is closeted to himself, which is sad, but he was like literally going in a bathroom with men and I'd hear weird noises and he, he'd come out and his shirt was kind of disheveled. I mean, it was kind of obvious what was happening, but, and also I saw him like caressing men, like hugging them from behind in a way that was tender and soft. And I thought, well, that's not what normal, um, het, you know, heteronormative men do. So I, you know, I just, I just felt like there's got to be something, even my kids, like, I think he's gay. And actually someone saw us together and someone said to me, you know, this guy's perfect for you. It's too bad he's gay. <laughs> like, he's my boyfriend. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? He's literally my boyfriend right now. Like, why are you saying this to me? Oh my God. And I, and one of his friends came on to me cause he's like, this guy, he's not, he's gay. And I'm like, He's my boyfriend, you know, come on. <laughs> and like, after I kind of lost the hour, I was like, he's not all that good looking. He's, he's not even in that good shape. He's not, you know, he's not like what physically people think, are, but that's not what I'm attracted to. I'm attracted to the mind. I'm attracted to spirituality and I'm attracted to the emotional intelligence of a person. And in this, this video just really upset me (laughs) because there's men out there shooting malls full of people, sororities full of people, campuses full of people because they can't get laid. It's like, go to fucking therapy, spend your money on therapy, not a gun, learn how to be a good person that people want to have sex with. You're not going to get laid shooting up a mall either. And that's not a way of taking revenge. It's a way of looking like an idiot and pointing out the fact that you're sexually unattractive to people. That's all it's doing, you know, and then they're doing the suicide by cop thing. It's like, oh my God, I just, what the hell is wrong with people? Anyway, I wanted to get to this other thing, this other, uh, Today was a lunar eclipse, and I'm emotional, like really crying today, emotional. Some of the things that I have, other things I don't, I'm not going to talk about on the show, uh, has got me all up in my, I won't say feels, but I guess I've been very emotional. I've been crying. I've been like upset. Um, and yesterday I was like upset in a different way. I was like upset in an angry way. And then I was like kind of enjoying the anger because it made me feel a little bit powerful. And I was like enjoying that it made me feel powerful. And I'm owning my anger in a way that I never really did before. And it was kind of strange, but because I was mad at the Avast Corporation. <laughs> and we're going to uh, talk about that in a second as well. Um, in fact, I'm going to say that first, and then I'm going to save the lunar eclipse stuff for in in a minute. So, okay, this is the thing. I was having problems with my computer to the tune of 30 minutes just to open a fucking screen, and it was really, really irritating me. And it got worse and worse and worse. And it was it was a little slow, but it got painfully, angrily slow. <laughs> like I was so mad. 
my computer is not working at all. Right after I, uh, I hit a, a website that was seized by the FBI. That's when I lost the P key and everything. Couldn't type the letter P. That was infuriating. I mean, what the hell? I, I blame it on the FBI. <laughs> I really do. I think it's their fault. You know, I was trying to download a book that was, you know, in the public domain. I knew it was on that website because I had seen it there before. Anyway, <clears throat> I tried to download, I tried to download the, um, I tried to download this, uh, program. I, I cleansed my computer, no viruses, no hackers, thank God. And they said, well, you got a lot of registry issues, but you need this other program for that. I'm like, so, all right, I bit the bullet. They offered me like 75% off is $23. All right, I'm going to pay the $23. Pay the $23. Okay, it took me nine and a half hours to open all the appropriate screens on the internet and do all the things I needed to do because every screen was taking 30 minutes. It was absolutely infuriating. And what was seriously annoying about this is um, nine and a half hours later, I found out it's going to take seven days for them to get back to me, to give me the program I just purchased that will renew in a year, meaning I'm going to have 51 weeks instead of 52 weeks, not even a full year, not going to get my money's worth. And for those of you who know how cheap I am, <laughs> that really, really hocks me off as my mom used to say. So I was like, dude, this is, this is so dumb. You know, it's, it's, it's a digital download, you know, it's not like they're going to, you know, fly over in a plane and hand it to me in person so I can put a disc in the side of my computer, you know, that's old school shit. So I'm like, why, what is happening? So I tried to pay with my PayPal for this program and they wouldn't, and I had the money right in my PayPal, didn't have to go through my bank account or nothing. You know, I, I didn't steal a credit card to, you know, buy a $23 program, you know, it's just PayPal. It's easy. And I had a VPN on my, where I bought this from. So I have a VPN and it's in the United States and it, and the, the, um, companies in the United States, none of this shit should have been a problem. So today when I woke up, I looked and it said like three hours prior to my waking up, these people had decided that they didn't recognize the way that I paid, even though it says on their website, they accept it. It's on their thing. Obviously, how could I have glitched through to PayPal? <clears throat> now I have to send them a different way of paying. IE, I need to tell them my credit card number. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this company? This is a reputable company too. And I'm like, what? And then they said, if you have any problems, please reply to the, uh, customer support you know, or customer representative center or whatever, like customer support, basically at no reply at avast.com. And I'm like, Oh, these fuckers are just, they're just assholes. So obviously I write to no reply at avast.com. And of course I get a mailer demon saying, sorry, we don't monitor no reply <laughs> at avast.com. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, what, what is, do, sorry, we don't want your money. That's legitimate. Sorry. We don't want to do business with you. Sorry. We don't want to actually sell anything that we sell. 
how the fuck do they stay in business? And I was telling this to my daughter and I said, you know, I, I, I got better yesterday after I was angry for so long because I remembered my affirmations. Finally, finally, they were seen to the side of my computer, guys. Here's the rest of the story. Here's the affirmations. I intend to experience the best possible outcome. All my money spent comes back multiplied. You guys, you're not going to fucking believe what happened. They canceled the order, sent my money back and said, we don't want to do business with you. Find another way. So my money came back to me. This is how it multiplied. They also had a link to actually, I was, I went back to their website and on that website, I found a link to all the products they offer. I'm like, okay, well, let me just check this out. Go to all the products they offer. And I found the program that I wanted for 30 days for free. (laughs) What? (laughs) They really didn't want to sell anything and I got it for free. What? (laughs) So yeah, um, all my money spent did come back to me and I was multiplied by getting the 30 or $23 program free. It's actually a $50 program, but it was like, you know, over like 55% off or something. So I intend to experience the best possible outcome. Well, guess what guys? I got the best possible outcome and this is how I downloaded the program. It took a while because my computer was running slow, but once I ran the program, my computer's back, baby. My computer looks 20 years younger. It's lost weight. It's got a healthy tan. It's taken all of its vitamins and minerals. And my computer looks fantabulous. It's just going so fast now. Everything works. I told my daughter about the worst shit that happened to me earlier today. And she's like, mom, look take five minutes to yourself, you know, listen to this music. She recommended a YouTube channel. She's like, do something for you. I'm like, I was going to sit down and watch Star Trek. That always calms me down. You know, (laughs) give me a shot at Captain Picard, please. I want to watch this. That's what's going to calm me the fuck down. And my, (laughs) my daughter's like, okay, go watch Star Trek. I get on Netflix red circle of death for 20 fucking minutes. I'm like, Oh my God, I just need to, I just need to fix my computer. If not this company, I will find another company and I'll buy the fucking program from somebody else, even if it's 50 bucks. And then this happened and I got this program that I was trying to buy for free. (laughs) And I have decided I'm probably just going to delete it from my computer and download it for free again in 30 days because fuck them. They don't deserve my $23. I mean, it's a measly $23, but why don't you want it? Why this Am I an idiot here? Am I the idiot? Do I, did I go to some bizarro upside down world where money isn't good anymore? No, but no business wants money. They give things away for free. I just am blown away. What the hell happened to capitalism on this timeline? (laughs) My capitalist mind can't handle it. (laughs) <laughs> oh shit 
but I mean, my manifestations just came true like so fast by saying these, I intend to experience the best possible outcome. All my money spent comes back multiplied. Whoa. (laughs) I mean, and that's a Joey. Whoa. (laughs) I just, it blew my effing mind. So yeah, start off with the bad thing and the good thing. How's that? (laughs) How's that for an introduction? All right. Now let's get to it. What the hell is happening with this lunar eclipse in Taurus? Oh man, there is some shit going on. All right, Ace of Moon, the Ace of Moon on Instagram. She posted, she hasn't posted in a while, or at least I haven't seen her stuff in a while. Lunar Eclipse in Taurus. This lunar eclipse may feel like a rude awakening (laughs) Uh, with the sun in Scorpio being the opposing sign of the moon in Taurus. Holy crap, I did not know that. That's right. Taurus and Scorpio are opposites. I forgot that. (laughs) Yeah, we're just all flocked now. With these placements, we've been enlightened with deep insights of our internal systems and how we may be hindering or sabotaging our own progress. Themes highlighted include the way we show up for ourselves and in front of others, ways we feel maybe or we may feel that we're not being true to ourselves, performing in some ways, or hiding parts of ourselves. How we manage our inner wellness, for example, emotional regulation. <laughs> As I've been angry for two days, fuck this full moon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> laughing at myself now. <laughs> um How we manage our inner wellness. Oh yeah, right. Just read that. Resurfacing patterns of self-sabotage will seem especially obvious and uncomfortable as it urges us to change and correct our behavior. This can apply to mindset or mental blocks being highlighted as well. All right. Okay. Feeling a need to restructure our inner systems, managing stress, workload, burnout, how we prioritize our energy. Or, uh, I can't use that word, (laughs) old, (laughs) old, that's not in my vocabulary, damn it. (laughs) Old energetic blocks linked to past experiences may also be coming up for release and removal. Thank fuck. I got rid of a lot of energy before I got on here. Oh man, I was like, oh, yeah, the stuff that made me upset this morning, I had to really, I had to release it, I had to pray. I've been praying and praying and praying. I've been just, uh, it put me in a tailspin for like four hours, four and a half hours, actually. Uh, Anyway, symptoms today, right now, that may be present. Hot flashes, acid reflux, itching, craving sweets, craving chocolate, being groggy or sleepy, needing more rest, vivid dreams, minty feeling in throat. Now that one... That's suspect. <laughs> Ace of Moon, you had, you must have eaten a breath mint and forgot. I don't, <laughs> minty feeling and throat. I have no idea what the hell she means by that. That is the most insane description, but I like it. Okay. Ungrounded and harder to focus. Light sensitivity and itchy eyes. So I thought that was really interesting. Gayora, celestial oracle, 
it, it looks like if you look at this up on Instagram, it's gay or a celestial oracle, all one word. But I think her name is Gayora. I kind of really like this name, actually. All right. So Gayora Celestial Oracle. I just started following her today because this came across my feed. And I thought it was nice. She says, uh, for the 7th and 8th of November, blessing in disguise, unpredictability, radical shifts, breakthroughs, turning of the tides, fate and destiny. Be prepared for abrupt endings as well as significant and profound new beginnings. Work with this energy by focusing on the recurring themes of recent times. Don't deny any realizations that come to your consciousness at this time. As uncomfortable as it is, it is crucial to not resist the changes. Avoid being caught up in repetitive, unhealthy cycles. Lose your security blanket and let go of stagnant energies to be more aligned with the frequency of your desires. Know that as you take the first steps, the fog will gradually clear, making the following steps smoother. You are being transformed into a better version of yourself, moving towards your greatest destiny, the blessings of your future. And then she says uh, in the description, if there was a better time to start making changes, now is the time. Embrace the unknown and you'll be surprised at the way everything works. Remember to practice self-care and remain grounded as you work through this powerful cosmic energy. Love and blessings, Myra. So why does she say Gayora? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's like a nickname or something. I guess her name is Myra. Maybe it's gay or a celestial oracle. No, I and mean, that's not how she, I don't know. It's, it, maybe Gayora is, I don't know. I like the name. Myra is a really cool name too, by the way. All right. So I reckon I recognize and recommend her, uh, her like little, you know, account was a bigger account than mine actually. All right. Um, and last but not least, let's get down to it by I am Amber Valdez. Uh, She's started to pay some big money for advertisements of her classes. And I think uh, she may be on her way towards making tons of money actually. Because she's, she's kind of, I don't know, she's from Austin, Texas. So if you see her pictures, that will explain why she's so absolutely beautiful. There's a lot of beautiful women in Texas. I don't know why. <laughs> it's something in the water, baby. There's some gorgeous men there too. Beautiful people. And I know a lot of people from Texas. They're all beautiful. <laughs> One way or the other. I mean, inside and out. Um, most of the people I've met, in fact, I met a guy yesterday, Ross, he's from Austin, Texas. I'm like, no shit, no shit, Sherlock, man, people from Austin are fucking cool. He's like, thank you. He's all laughing. I could tell he's a little bit embarrassed. I'm like, no, it's true though. Anyway, so here's what she says. She says rewilding at the bottom of this, uh, description. I don't know what rewilding means. And I'm like, I'm rewilding, dude. I never stopped being wild. I'm pretty fucking wild as it is. I mean, I'm like going off the handle at random shit. I'm like angry at society, angry at the government. <laughs> I mean, because they, they, I lost my pee because of the government. <laughs> of course I'm angry at them. But I fixed my computer and I've got my pee back. <laughs> anyway, um... I mean, I'm just, I guess I've always been wild. I'm just like, I've been beaten 
beaten, no, dancing to the beat of my own drummer or my own drum for a long effing time, my whole life. It's like, I've just been my own person. I came here like that. I, I'm the archangel of death. I mean, I'm already misunderstood. I, you know, I, I started out being misunderstood and feared and hated and all that. So, <laughs> and by some people I'm loved and, and I do bring a sense of comfort and hopefully I do to you guys too, but the comfort part anyway. So I, it's like, it's kind of forced me into a position where I am in that way of just, you know, Hey, <laughs> I'm doing my own thing. You know, you're, you're either with me or you're again me. I don't care. I don't care either way. <laughs> Anyway, the eclipse that's changing everything, according to Amber Valdez, this is what she says. The November 8th full moon eclipse activates your inner rebel, change maker, and truth teller. The energy of this eclipse will push you to color outside the lines. Oh, you know what? If you have a Methodist coloring book, though, you're going to go to hell if you color outside the lines. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Just quoting the punk band, the dead milkmen there for a minute. (laughs) Do you guys, have you guys ever heard that song? Um, you've got a Methodist coloring book and you color very well, but if you color outside those lines, God will send you to hell. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Amber reminded me of the dead milkmen. (laughs) That was one of my favorite bands. Like practically every song they sang sounded the same, but their lyrics were freaking hilarious. I love punk. Punk is not dead. I swear to God. All right. Anyway, uh, the energy of this eclipse will push you to color outside the lines to dance to the best. Oh, I mean, to the beat of your own drum. Shit. What did I just say? I, I do that. I didn't even read that part until right now. To follow the still small voice within. The question is, will you let it? Will you slow down enough, get quiet enough, and be brave enough to walk a new walk? Oh, honey, it's it's not even. It's not walking a new walk or talking new talk for me. I've always talked out of turn. <laughs> I've always, always spoken my mind and always got in trouble for it. And I don't give a flying fig about it. <coughs> She says, I'm telling you, Scorpio season shit, showing people who not, who to not be aligned with and everyone's true colors. Yeah, that's true. This is our third eclipse in the sign of Taurus. (laughs) I didn't know that either. We were initiated into the cycle with our first Taurus eclipse back on 11, 19, 21, which also conjuncted the Pleiades. The Pleiadian influence continues helping us revolutionize our values especially related to connection to the earth. And that was taken from, I am Rakhiel. I need to follow that person was they may actually be an archangel. I need to go talk to them about that. I'm still trying to gather up the angels. I've, I've found about 50 so far. I, I want to, uh, <clears throat> I want to do a healing for the earth together. Can you imagine 50 archangels incarnate praying for the earth at once? We might just pop ourselves up into the fifth dimension, just like that. So, um, and I am Raquel says, Taurus influences our values specifically around finances. We've been programmed to value money and prestige, which is harming us and the earth. So it's wise to expect 
events to occur that will support us restructuring these values. Taurus is a fixed earth sign, so the changes that can occur will sometimes take three to six months or longer to manifest. All right. And what did I say yesterday in the reading? In the next six months, I can't remember what card it was. It was something about uh, something along these lines. Yeah, we need to value ourselves and value others and use money as a tool. So I do agree with that. Nothing wrong with being a millionaire if you can do it, if you can make it happen. It's a huge feat, and you have to be very deeply spiritual to make it happen. You know, um, if you come from scratch and you are a spiritual person, I mean, it's a journey spiritually um, to become a millionaire. I know many millionaires that started with fucking nothing, literally chicken scratch. I know a billionaire who started with chicken scratch, literally. He grew up in, in a hen house, <laughs> in, a chicken house in a chicken house with the chickens. The chickens slept with him because there's so many people in this family that there was no room for him and he was the baby. And so they put him out in the hen house and he hung out with the chickens <laughs> and he's, he's not a billionaire anymore because he bought another house. So last time I saw him, I'm like, I'm like, you're almost a billionaire. He's like, I'm like, you're a billionaire, huh? He's all, no baby. I bought another house. I grow in my family and I moved to somewhere else. I moved out of Vegas. I'm like, damn, he had a 12,000 square foot mansion in Vegas when I first met him. Then last time I saw him, he knew me. He's, he's quite famous, actually. <clears throat> I make famous, I make friends with famous people easily, and it happens all the time, and I could be in the middle of nowhere <laughs> doing my own thing, minding my own business, and and I meet famous people. There's a famous people, person around. I mean, I was in Ecuador for about 10 minutes when I met the guy who started the Violent Femmes, one of my most favorite punk rock bands ever. <laughs> I'm like, Damn. You know, and so we're, we're friends now. It's, it's cool. Anyway, so the eclipse will be happening exactly conjunct right next to the planet Uranus. Love saying that name. <laughs> it's my, my inner teenage boy that's talking <laughs> now. <laughs> With this energy, the affirmation is always expect the unexpected. Uranus brings sudden and often radical changes. <laughs> so many jokes, a little time and breakdowns that lead to breakthroughs. But whatever happens, whatever endings or new beginnings occur in your life, Uranus's intention is always to make you feel more free in the end. <laughs> oh shit. I know this person did me in that way. But <laughs> Oh God, Uranus's intention is always to make you feel more free in the end. Oh, that's comedy gold. (laughs) Oh shit. Howdy. I'm glad to have a laugh after my day I've had. All right. So then I am rock. says across the sky. We have the sun, Mercury, Venus, all lined up opposing the moon. Oh shit. That's going on right now. No wonder we're all loopy (laughs) or maybe just me. I don't know. Um, (laughs) this eclipse will continue the story from the Scorpio solar eclipse conjunct Venus, illuminating our collective values of what's important around the ideas of women's rights. Yes. Holy shit. How did I start this introduction? Reproductive rights. Yes. 
love, beauty, female leaders, art, music, celebrities, entertainment, morals, sexual issues, <clears throat> creativity and aesthetics, etc. Oh my God. How did I start? No wonder I was focused on this shit all day. Oh my God. That is a fucking trip. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> oh man, man. All right. So here it is. That's, that's a shit we, we be going through right now. That is it. So <laughs> any questions? Raise of hands. <laughs> Oh, I hope that cleared a lot of stuff up for you. If you weren't aware of the energy right now, it's like radical, wild changes for women, women's movement, reproductive rights, like gay rights, like all that shit. And it's election day. And we have this Mars and retrograde energy, which is in alignment with the star similar to Mars, which is amplifying the energy of Mars. And it's also highlighting violence against women at the same fucking time. Motherfucker. I mean, I just hope we all live through this shit. That's, that's why that's, that's what's going on. (sighs) Ah, That's what's going on. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Let's go to spaceweather.com. Let's hit the science pages for a minute. Let's go to spaceweather.com where we find out what's up in space. And here are news and information about the sun-earth environment. Current solar... I think I saw this page yesterday. I'm going to reload. Now watch this. Starting to reload now. And we're going to see what happens. (laughs) How many seconds will it take? It's been, it's been, I counted it uh, earlier. It took like three seconds to load a page. (sighs) It made me so happy. It's already reloaded, guys. Holy shit. Ah, choir of angels. (laughs) Solar wind speed right now. 335.4 kilometers per second. So, okay. Sunspot AR3141 has a beta gamma magnetic field that harbors energy for M-class solar flares. We have an increasing chance of flares. There's the total eclipse of the moon right there. It's orangey red and gold. It's the colors of autumn, actually, the colors of fall. It's absolutely beautiful. I read somewhere that this is going to be the last full lunar eclipse blood moon for three more years. And a part of me said, good. I know that sounds weird, but this, the energy of this always freaked me out. The energy of the moon, it's, there's some weird hijacked energy that I just, I think like it hijacks our energy. There's something I don't know. Evil forces hijack the energy we give for witchcraft. I don't, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a moon witch. I'm just not. I used to be. And then one day I just woke up and said, I can't do that anymore. It feels weird. I can't do that. And now I'm a sun witch. I'm just the opposite now. 
anyway, that's neither here nor there. Let's get to it. I looked in on the timer. It was 5151. So that might mean something to someone. We're on sunspot number 85. I think I already said that. So, wow, this is a beautiful picture. In Alberta, Canada, Alan Dyers, he's back at it. He took a photograph of faint bands of red and green air glow. It's really hard to see. But my God, are those stars? Or planets or UFOs? I don't know what he's looking at. Oh, it was snowing, so maybe it's snow. This is a really weird picture. Spaceweather.com if y'all want to see it. Let's go to the cosmic radiation report. See what's going on with the cosmic rays. The Ulu neutron counts coming down... Uh, to us from the Sodenkaila Geophysical Observatory in Finland show that we are at elevated levels of the space age average. We're at 3.4%. This is a drop by 2.0% in the past 48 hours. Uh, Okay, there are no significant chrono holes on the Earth's side of the sun. There's no noctilucent clouds. And what did I say? What did I have say yesterday? It's like there's a ton of fireballs and then yesterday one and it made me laugh. Well, today we have 65. <laughs> 65 fireballs. What makes me think that yesterday's fireball just forgot to wear deodorant. <laughs> no one wants to travel with him. Oh, he stings. Don't, that's, <laughs> you know, the earth, they have a name for him, but we call him stinky. I mean... <laughs> Oh, anyway, then NASA's all sky cameras and the all sky fireball network has scanned the skies above the U S every day. And this is what they found 65 fireballs over the United States today, 36 Northern towards 28 sporadics and one Omicron Eridanid. So, wow. Um, (laughs) 65. Woo. That's a wild I mean, anything that entered the atmosphere, go pick it up. That's worth thousands of dollars, guys. Find yourself a meteorite. (laughs) Find yourself a meteorite. And, you know, there's your moving money. (laughs) Or maybe it's your down payment on a house, depending on how big it is. It's it's really crazy how these things are. So the Schumann Resonance, again, remember uh, last week it was like six and then five and then six and then five. Well, today is no different. It's, I'm waiting for the page to load again, damn it. <clears throat> I can't remember if it was five or six at this point. It's hilarious. I think it was maybe five. Whatever it was yesterday, it's, it's the other one, you know. But anyway, it's 7.83 hertz frequency is actually, um, yeah, today's five from Italy. It's, it was just five hertz frequency. That's it. 7.83 is a baseline and <clears throat> that's it. We were just at five. So it's like below baseline still for many days now. And last week there was like 23 once. And then the rest of it's just been five and six. It's kind of weird. I hate when I cue these up and then I'd start the introduction. And by the end of the introduction, when I do these things, they're no longer queued up. Dag nabbit. All right. So, um, Sunday, November 6th at the 2300 hour. This is where we're at. According to heart math, Institute at heartmath.org. Um, Hope of Saudi Arabia and also Hulu Louis South Africa were both at zero. 
California was at 48 hertz frequency. Lithuania was at 110 hertz frequency. Alberta, Canada was at 68 hertz frequency. And here's an angel number for you. <laughs> uh, Northland in New Zealand was at 77 hertz frequency. And we just have 55, 55 on the timer. So, but 77 might be your angel number. So look it up. It's one of mine for sure. I keep seeing anything with 11s and 7s. All right, that's it, guys. I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, and I come back and channel for you. And that's it. Enjoy this itty-bitty musical ditty, and I'll be right back. Hey guys, I uh, had to take care of a spirit that showed up, a ghost, needed me to open up a portal, and uh, his showing up here brought me a little bit of closure tonight, which is very, very strange. Um, Also, I wanted to ask you guys for a little favor, a wee little favor, to pray for Mo Show. Uh, the cat rapper, um, his channel is, or I mean, account is I Am Mo Show on uh, Instagram. You can hear the cat, my cat, running around like a banshee <laughs> all over the house. Knowledge Raven Spell. Is <laughs> so in the background, she's gonna be caterwauling and carrying on. <laughs> she's in a mood, aren't you? You are. I know you're in a mood. Can I not tell the people you're in a mood? Hey, I told you guys. Hey, what you doing? Well. Are you going to be a part of the show? Come here and talk. You want to talk to the people? All right, come on. Now she's coming up here, guys. She wants to come talk to you and say if you put her two cents in. Did you see the ghost earlier? No? Yeah, you did. Well, did you see that I brought him to heaven? The ghost went to heaven. Did you know that there was an Archangel in here also? A new one, Archangel Michael? He kept, he helped me put the coast to heaven. All right. Did, did you see the angel in here too? Did you see that there's, that Ashtar Shirhan is here with me too? He's in the fifth dimension. It's hard to, well, it's easy for you to see him. It's hard for me to see him, but he's here. I feel him. I saw a white, I saw a white flash of light. And he's like, Elena, what are we doing? <laughs> are we going to do this today or not? I'm like, yes, I'm sorry. I, I didn't really mean to make him wait. I had to help this spirit cross over to the other side. And his he and his wife died together. And I had to um, let him know that she's okay. And then as soon as I opened the portal, there was her sweet, smiley face. Um, smiling at him like come on she's like what are you doing down there come on and she like reached her arm down and grabbed him it was so cute hey I love you too 
All right, knowledge is rubbing her head on on you guys. Okay, now she's running. Now she's running away. Well, that was a knowledge raven spell part of the show. I, I should do a quick knowledge raven spell report for you guys because <laughs> I actually have <laughs> I have a thing to report. Um, she knowledge raven spell. My black cat is very very smart. I don't know if you guys know this, but black cats are known to be extremely smart. Anyway, I had told her anytime a cat comes around to uh, try to encroach upon your territory and you want to get into a fight, I don't want you to fight her. And this is the the cat from the, the front house. Don't fight her. Just come back and tell me about it and we will go outside together and we will have a hissy fit together and we will hiss at her. So I was, so she did that exact thing. She, I let her outside. She walked outside. Here's the cat. She comes back in. She meows at me. She hisses at me like, mom, we got to start doing this. We got to start hissing. So I went outside and we started hissing together at this cat. And she looked so confused. Like why the hell is a human hissing at me? It's so insane. And so Knowledge Raven's spell and I formed, you know, a coven of hissing cats and hissed at our enemy today. <laughs> Not that the cat's my enemy, that, you know, the cat won't let me pet her because I have hissed at her. She doesn't trust me now, obviously, but I have to stick by my own cat. She's my baby, you know. So that was the first part of the Knowledge Raven spell report. And the second part of the report was I had hamburgers defrosting in the pan tonight. I hear a noise, turn around, and here she is, as quiet as can be, eating my hamburgers the raw in my pan. I'm like, what the hell? You're not supposed to be eating those. Because they're, you know, they were frozen, but I don't want her to get sick because they're not like, you know, they weren't freshly killed today. So, you know, you can only give a cat raw meat if it is meat that was like immediately frozen after, you know, it's got to be fresh, you know, and I got it and I froze it the same day, but I don't think it was it might have been a day old, you know, so I, when I got it, so I, I just, I'm like, what are you doing? I cook you hamburgers. And the last hamburger I cooked for her, she did not eat. And the last hamburger before that I cooked for her, she did not eat. The one before that she did eat. She loved it, but she just doesn't like them cooked. She likes them raw. Oh man. I, I couldn't believe. So that's my, that's my knowledge Raven spell report. <laughs> and as you can tell, she's been extremely talkative just meowing her head off and just, you know, telling me stuff. And every morning she insists on giving me uh, a kiss. So she has, I have these, I have four pizza boxes and she jumps up on top of them and insists I give her a kiss first thing in the morning, even before I brush my teeth. She doesn't care about that. She cares more about the love. So she always like, meow, 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 mama, you know, just like that. And so I have to go over and kiss her and then she's fine but today she had knocked the pizza boxes over and so there wasn't four of them in a stack and she loves to do that sometimes so 
you know, I woke up and they were everywhere. And I'm like, what'd you do? And then she asked me for a kiss and jumped on the one pizza box left. And I'm like, I can't bend down that far to kiss you. So she jumped up on the counter and then insisted I kissed her from the counter. And I thought that was super adorable too. She's just been very smart and affectionate and just more adorable than ever. So there we, there we go. Anyway, I would like to, um, I would like to ask you guys to pray for uh, Mosho, the cat rapper, because DJ Ravioli, his redhead cat, um, who's like his best, best bud, his best friend. And DJ Ravioli passed away today. Suddenly he had stomach cancer and it was very fast growing. And I guess they, by the time they found out it was too late and he died like right away, like within a day or something. And he's absolutely not okay. And his wife, they're just really heartbroken. And they live in Portland, Oregon. And they raise awareness for pet adoptions by put, he just raps about cats all day. Like every day he puts out a post or two or three and he puts his cats in wild colors and silly hats. And, um, it's just to get people to pay attention to him so that he could get out the message that we should adopt cats and love them. And, you know, he's a very cool person, very big heart. And I can't, I'm not gonna lie. It just broke my heart today that Mo shows cat DJ Ravioli passed today. That just really got me. And he was an older cat and he had cancer, but you know, he had a great life. I mean, that cat was amazing, but you could go to, I am Mo show M O S H O W. Um, is all one word. If you want to go check it out and follow him because he has other, other cats and, you know, probably in the upcoming days, he'll, um, start posting again, but just please pray, pray that, um, he and his wife can get through this. Okay. Like he's, I don't want him to go into depression basically. So if we just pray that he gets through it and he and the other cats help bring him around and everything's going to be okay. Um, you know, in the, you know, eventually, and then he gets through his grief process, you know, unscathed and then everything works out the way it's supposed to. Um, yeah, it was just super sad. And I'd like to also ask if you guys can pray for my friend Wayne. Um, he is my dear, dear friend from Chico. I never dated him or anything like that. He was just my, just my sweet friend. And I don't know why he didn't tell me this, but his dad passed away from COVID a year ago tomorrow. So by the time you hear this, um, it'll be the day that he's going to the cemetery with his mom, you know, to pay respects and bring flowers for his father's grave. And which is very sweet and very important to remember the dead. And I just would like to ask if you guys just put your Put your hands together and bow your heads, you know, a little bit for um, Wayne as well, because this is still a hard time for him. His dad was a cool person. He was so sweet and always working and tinkering on his car every time I came over. And he was just the sweetest guy. And 
naturally curious and he was like on the board of um the i guess a gated community um where they lived in uh, paradise california and that's the town that burned down to the ground and and they lost their home um their house is actually okay but they they lost the ability to live in the city when everyone else's house burned down and there was hardly any houses left standing they they had a little bit of burn damage fire damage but not much and probably just mostly smoke damage and um they just couldn't live there anymore i mean it was a toxic environment it was really bad um obviously it's still really toxic there to live because of all the fire damage from the I mean, the whole city burned down in like an hour and a half. And a lot of, like 86 people died. It was like insane. So like, it started at 8 in the morning. By 9.30, the whole town was gone. And this is where I raised my kids. And until their father died, and then we moved. You know, so luckily, we would have been probably killed or homeless from the fire, you know. And an entire city of people were homeless from this fire and uh he and his parents moved back east to be where his brother is they thought they'd make a nice life in arkansas and then his dad died of covid this year so it's been rough i mean the fire that burned paradise down was in 2018 so he's had kind of a rough life you know um this past several years and you know just trying to take care of his parents and and do the right thing and now he's taking care of his mom by working 40 hours or plus a week and he hasn't even had time to date or find love and it's just he's actually a really sweet guy if, if any of you live in arkansas and need a really you know want a good relationship with a really really good guy and he's a christian and he's sweet and he loves nature and he's very quiet he has a great sense of humor and he's just very sweet very very sweet person Anyway, so I'm trying to auction him off here while I'm also asking for your praise for him. But, um, you know, prayers, um, I say it like the Muslims say praise, P-R-A-Y-S, not I-S-E. But anyway, there you have it. Um, So let's get into this. I am a telepath. I've been telepathic since I was a little kid, possibly my whole life, actually probably when I was a baby, I don't remember it much, but maybe I was. And so I use telepathy to channel and that makes me what you would call an indirect channeler. A direct channeler is somebody who's able to step aside and allow a, another entity to come in and temporarily use their body and their vocal cords and the person's voice changes and their mannerisms change and um the entity completely takes over their body and then their soul is just kind of like off to the side like do 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 you know twiddling its spirit thumbs or something i don't know but i don't do that that freaks me out so i do indirect telepathic connection channeling but i still go into a trance the way that the other channelers do and i do have a hard time remembering what was even said during the channeling because as I channel I channel it one word at a time and I never know where it's going it's it's really uh, crazy but Ashtar is here with me it's going to be a live time 
channel. Sometimes he prepares a statement and sends a packet of light to me and I receive it in my body and then I have to close my eyes and really see like, and I get like thousands of images, like just so rapid fire and words, rapid fire. I hear the words. I see the words on a page. I see images. It's almost like he's like typed up a presentation and also spoken it. You know, usually when I work with him, that's how it is. But today we have the benefit of him being here. And so you're going to feel his energy. We've got the, the crackling, roaring fire in the background, which is from YouTube. It's not an actual, I mean, it's an actual fire. It's just not in my home. It's an actual fire in somebody else's home that they're doing a live video of, <laughs> which is so cool. I do this at night. Um, it's cold. I'm wearing um, a very thick um, llama sweater. It, well, it has llamas on it. It's actually an alpaca sweater. And I was still cold. And so I had to wear my black hoodie on top of that which is on top of a t-shirt, which is on top of a sports top. So it's like, I have so many layers on right now and I'm still a little cold here at the beach. There's this ice cold air pouring in from the Pacific ocean right now. I feel like it's like coming up from Antarctica. It's like, we do have penguins here. So, you know, I'm in South America, you know, but there are actual penguins in Ecuador, which is pretty cool to know that I love penguins. But it's cold as hell right now. So we've got this fake-ass crackling fire in the background. In case you're wondering about the noise, that's what it is. I thought it would give us a little bit of ambiance, you know. So if, I, if I'm quiet for a second, you can hear it. It makes my face feel hot. Like it's like psychologically, like my body's reacting as if I'm looking at a real fire. It makes me happy. I don't know. I do this a lot. My kids used to think I was crazy. They're like, mom, it's not actually heating it up in here. I'm like, yeah, but psychologically we feel better. And they're like, no, we don't. Let's watch a movie. <laughs> anyway, well, you know, kids. Anyway, uh, Ashtar told me he's going to channel for about 30 minutes. So we're going to get started because uh, that will give us enough time to do a 30, 35 minute channeling. And I don't know what, do you know what you're going to talk about now? You got it. You figured it out. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. Do you, what do you want me to talk about? I'm like, okay. Sometimes he has a, a prepared thing. I w okay. What I'm interested in kind of is to know where we're at as far as have we raised our consciousness levels enough to have you guys come down and what's been happening. Have you been touching down on the ground yet? Um, I know that I've seen some of your ships hovering like over the trees and coming very close to the ground. And, um, you are going to monitor people's reactions to this when you guys started to land. And I wanted to know how close you are to starting to land all over the world. And if you're going to do it at the same time or just two or three major cities to see how it goes or small hometowns or what is the plan there. And, um, also if you could give us some healing tips. I talked about your holding the water in front of the heart chakra tip yesterday um, to determine whether or not we're sick or going through ascension symptoms. And I would really like to know about um, other other things that you can tell us, like 
you know, you told me earlier I could go to your light chamber on your ship, send my ethereal body there for uh, mental and emotional healing from a shock that I had. And, and you just say, I would like to, you know, so that was, that's a helpful one guys. He said, just say, I would like to send my ethereal body to the light ship and to sit in the light chamber on the Pleiadian light ship with Ashtar command. And like when you go to sleep or whatever, your ethereal body just will fly there and you could spend all night there. You could spend a half hour there, however you want. You could always recall your ethereal body and you can still do other things. You could like, you know, do dishes or go skiing or whatever the hell you want to do while you're sending your ethereal body off into the cosmos to learn at the Sirius university or hang out on the light ship or whatever. So he did tell me that today, but if you have anything else along those lines and he says, okay, I got it. I got it. Okay, good. Now, you know, what you're going to talk about, <laughs> all right. So we have about 30 minutes. You could talk too. So here we go. Uh, now I'm getting hot sitting in front of this fake fire is making me hot. This is crazy. All right. So I'm going to take a couple deep breaths and begin transmission. Okay, go ahead. Greetings, everyone. I am Michael Sheerhan, or Ashtar, as they call me, of Ashtar Command. I command the Pleiadian Light Forces, all of our ships that are in your galaxy right now, and a few others outside of your galaxy. We are here... Uh, as your old-fashioned 1950s movies say, we come in peace. We are here to help assist any and all things that you need on the planet as you go through your time of transition to the fifth dimension. We are helping you from the fifth dimension come up to our uh, vibration. So we need you to raise your vibrations in order for that to happen. We are extremely pleased at your progress. We love all of you because you are like our little cousins <clears throat> or our cousins. We should say, we don't mean to sound condescending when we say little cousins, but we say that because our civilization is quite a bit older than yours. Our civilization is tens of thousands of years older than your oldest civilization on earth. So this is why we say that, <laughs> but many of you contain in your DNA, in your very blood, Royal Pleiadian DNA, all the Royal families on our planet contributed their DNA samples. And we, infused it when I say we not me not us personally on the ship today but our ancestors infused your DNA and we did mix and mingle with you at one time we were all third dimensional beings as well and at one time earthlings were fifth dimensional beings as well so somewhere in the middle when we met in the middle energetically and we could occupy 
the same plane of existence, we mixed and mingled and there you have it. And there you do have our blood. So when we say you're our little cousins, that's what we mean. We love you. We think about you as if you are our family because indeed you are. Many of you are families to the, you know, related families. Um, uh, he's not saying that. Familial relations. Many of you have familial relations. That's what he's saying. He's like kind of waving his hands at me. No, that's not what I said. Okay. <laughs> Many of you have familial relations to the Lyrans and the Andromedans. Some of you have um, Ontarian in you. And you're saying people in the Andes, the Andean people, he's calling the Inca, the Andean people. They are definitely related to the Pleiadians. We also know that some of you have reptilian DNA and that doesn't mean a negative thing necessarily. Most reptilians we know are are perfectly lovely beings. There are a few that ruin it for the rest of them. Some of the Dracos are bad, some are not. But we um, consider you cousins, and we've mentioned this many times before, but we want to keep driving home that point because when we land, we want you to think of it as a family reunion, not a freak out time. (laughs) Uh, We want you to be happy to see us. And we know that most humans aren't not going to hear our messages that we give uh, on this channel and on others. Most humans don't even know that this exists or to look it up. But we want enough of you to know we are coming. We are going to land. And when we do, we have so much rejoicing and celebrating to do with you. We plan to have feasts and share our food and our ways of life and our cooking with you. We have fabrics that are literally out of this world. (laughs) He's laughing. He's like, it's kind of a joke because obviously off world, out of this world. (laughs) We are going to teach you how to use the replicators we're going to gift you. We are going to show you these fabrics that just are breathable and they're they're like an open mesh weave but several layers so you cannot see through them but they almost feel like you have nothing on at all but they can also keep you warm. And we are so excited to share these technologies with you. We're so excited about oh, Hello, darling. The cat is coming to say hello to you. Come on. Come on, Miss Parrot. She wants to be on my shoulder again like a parrot. She's crawling onto the shoulder now. All right. That's what I needed. Several sweaters and a cat. <laughs> Next to the roaring fake fire. Hey. <laughs> I love you, baby girl. Oh, 
She's such a cuddly love bunny. Ooh, I love her so much. Okay. <laughs> oh, she just slapped me with her tail. It's enough love, Mom. <laughs> I'm already here. All right. Now I've got a beautiful cat on me. Oh, I'm so happy. Oxytocin levels. Woo, go up. <laughs> so, okay. Where were we, Ashtar? I was saying that we're, we just, we have so many technologies to share with you and our culture and our food, the way we prepare food. We have some ways of preparing food that you haven't thought of yet that will maybe blow your mind. And we would like to see how you prepare food that maybe will blow our mind. There might be some things in your, in your world that we've never considered food-wise, taste-wise. Because when you think about food all over the universe, well, you guys don't have the concept of this yet. You have the concept, but you don't have the experience yet. But when you look at or try or taste or test out food from all over the universe, you quickly learn that there's basic flavors all around. The bitter, salt, sour, sweet. These are flavors that you will find universally. But the flavors are adhered to different textures. And we're going to bring you textures and uh, food that you've never tried that's going to be strange for you because it's so different. But you're going to really love it. We have fruit that are... um, we have, uh, one of my favorite fruits is green and it's sour and bitter at the same time but it turns sweet in your mouth with your saliva it's a very strange fruit but it's a pale green inside and it's dark green outside maybe much like your avocado as far as color is concerned but doesn't taste anything like an avocado and we We can't wait to share this with you. It's extremely healthy. And it's just, it's just stuff like this that we we're so excited because we grow these on our ships. We have uh, replicators. Yes, but we also have live arboretums. We have some of our uh, plants from our home world as well as animals. And we're going to share with you uh, some of our pets. We might not leave them on the planet because we don't want to um, give you something that might hurt your environment. We're going to be very mindful, but we're going to allow some of you to come on our ships and experience this for yourselves. I guess you would have to take selfies. You would have to post them on your TikTok accounts. We have been watching you do these things. And we have, by the way, noticed that you have posted on your uh, social media accounts, especially TikTok and um, Instagram and Facebook. We've seen, and Twitter too, we know about that. We know about all of them. We have seen our own ships where people are sometimes happy and saying, oh, thank God they're here. And sometimes we'll see these videos and people are like what's that what's that and they're freaking out not in a good way and we see some people that are 
praying immediately. Some people have called us devils. Some people think we're angels. We see a lot of different, we see a lot of different funny reactions when we check into your social media, but we're hoping that eventually when we do officially land in all the major cities, and this is the way we're going to do it, all the major cities first, and then the small countryside towns, probably within 24 to 72 hours later, but we're going to test it in the big cities with the most populations first. And if it looks like we're in danger, we're going to get back on the ship and leave. Even though we're not as much in danger as it might appear from your angle, we don't want you to feel as if we are capable of dying from your bullets or whatever. Um, it would reverberate and upset the, the, um, are you seeing the continuum? Yeah. You seeing the continuum around them, around uh, his people. He's showing me that there's like, um, he just showed me like, I don't know if you guys know what I mean. When I say the mirage, when you're going down the road, there's like this, uh, energy that rises up from the road and it's like steam or something. And it looks like, um, like it's the vapor that's on the road as a moisture goes up. And from a distance, it, it looks like an apparition or it's kind of a warbly kind of space. And he showed me that they have that around them. So can you explain to us what that is? He says, Oh yes. He says, I did show you that in a picture, an image I sent to your head, but this is our, we have a layer of protection around us that is fifth dimensional. It's like, um, an outer garment or an outer fabric that protects us underneath. It's almost like a, um, he's, he's saying like a hoodie or a coat that you would put on before you, um, head out the door because it's cold out or chilly or windy or whatever. Well, they put these on before they get off the ships, even though they're in the fifth dimension, they don't want to take any chances. Um, he's saying, because what if you have weapons and, you know, some of you might be in the fifth dimension and, and it's, we're getting, our worlds are starting to collide. And so they don't want to be in, in any physical danger, but when they get off the ship, they have this, um, it looks like a mirage, it, like around them. So you can't see it unless somebody throws a rock or tries to shoot them with a bullet or, you know, something like that. And then it will get warbly like that. He says, so for those of you that love and care for us and want to protect us, we want you to know that we are safe and we have the technology to completely keep ourselves safe. Even if there was a bomb or a fire, we are still safe from that. And, uh, we have layers of oxygen or at least the air that we breathe. We say oxygen cause that's what you breathe, but, and we do breathe oxygen too, but we have a little bit richer. He, I think he's saying there's like nitrogen. There's other elements in their oxygen that makes it a little bit easier for them. They can breathe our atmosphere, but it makes them feel a little bit weak 
at least when they're in the third dimension. Now that they're in the fifth dimension, it's it's a lot easier. It's it's a lot more compatible. And in he says he wants you to know that the fifth dimension is definitely a physical dimension still. You're not going to suddenly be spirits floating around where you could see through each other. You know, without bones and flesh and and stuff. He he's like we're very much alive like you are, but we are um just a higher vibration. And so we're phased out from you, but it's still a physical dimension. We still eat. We still have this culture. It's just that it's different now. We have more of a spiritual focus. And right now we have a, a like a humanity-based focus. We're only focusing on the inhabitants of your um, galaxy. And yes, there are more inhabitants than just those of you on earth, by the way, we're not going to get into that tonight, but it is true. So we are checking on everyone in your galaxy, everyone who is fed by your son, the energy of your son that, uh, gives the plants their, um, ability to grow, um, through the use of their chlorophyll, you know, so basically there are plants on other planets as well. And, uh, even though they look different, they might look like just rocks to you. Um, when you look in your Mars, some of those are, are not rocks, they're plants. They look like rocks, some of them. But, um, so basically what we're saying is, yeah, there might be beings on Mars. We're not going to give it all away right now, but we're here to check up on everybody because as the earth raises in vibration, the entire solar system will your entire galaxy will, uh, the entire universe, everyone is raising up in vibration. So your work here depends on you and the entire universe is also in a small way, depending on you to raise your vibration. They're all working on themselves as well. It's not only on your shoulders, but your world is the one that everyone's watching right now. So yes, we have landed in small places and we have had good results with that. We wanted to let you know that we have landed in very rural areas, maybe on a person's farmland. And we have said hello and had a good conversation. And, um, a couple times we've landed and they didn't notice the ship and we walked over and just asked if we could have a glass of water. And they thought we were going to like a costume party. And they said, oh, nice suit. Are you going to a costume party? That looks amazing. And they didn't really realize we were from another world. They gave us the glass of water and asked if we needed help. And we're very kind. And we didn't have the heart to say anything else after they didn't notice that we were not from Earth. So we've had brief encounters like this. Um which are comical a little bit, but very sweet. And we, we've been met with this kindness and this sweetness in many countries, not just in the United States in the rural farmland areas, but also in places like Austria and Switzerland and Belgium and, uh, Italy and Australia and several other places. So we have test driven the first contact 
very limitedly. And so far, so good. We like what we are experiencing. We think this is going to be pretty exciting. But we can only land in the yards of the people or the the farms of the people who are already in the fifth dimension by their raising their own vibrations. Some of them are not even spiritual. They didn't even know they did it. They, they raised up because they love their life so much that they just did it. So we are pleased to announce that so far so good. We are starting to hover above the tree line in all the major cities. And we have had hundreds, if not thousands of sightings by the humans that go ahead and post it and then say it's a mystery and what is it and all that. And for us so far, it's a great deal of fun. We enjoy that very much. We, uh, like most of the reactions, we think you're about 87 to 89% ready as far as all humans on the planet ready for uh, first contact that is wide global widespread contact so we're excited about that we see that your vibrations are raising every day some of you are now raising up super quickly and it seems effortless to you some of you are feeling empty or hollow inside that's part of the process some of you are having physical symptoms and aches and pains that's also part of the process some of you are having um, the five senses issues happening. Also, this is a part of the process. So, you know, smelling, hearing, tasting, um, sight, touching, um, everything feels a little off. That's all part of the process. You're not going to be able to feel physically as much as you do now in the third dimension it's more tactile and more sensory and in the fifth dimension it is more emotion based and mental body based than physicality based we think you're going to really like it there are less aches and pains in the fifth dimension there are less of, there is less of a need for uh, you to want to eat. You may eat for pleasure, but it's not going to be one of those dire requirements that many of you have with things like low blood sugar and whatnot. But we want to encourage you to continue to eat as you normally do. When you're officially in the fifth dimension, you're definitely going to know it. Many of you have one foot in the door. <laughs> you're up one or two rungs on the ladder but it's quite a big ladder to get there you still have a lot of climbing to do and that is why we're here assisting you eventually we will contact your world leaders we have contacted a couple leaders in the world that don't really um, talk about it uh, to the world but we have had private meetings with a few leaders from very small countries in Africa and um, at least two countries in Asia. We don't want to tell you which ones. It has been um, wonderful that we actually are well received 
and we're assuming this is because we look most like you as compared to all the other um, ET races helping you. So we have to be the face and the spokespeople for um, the Galactic Federation in this time. But we've been absolutely enjoying our time here in your solar system. We've noticed so many cool things. We see changes taking place. We see new life being formed on the more distant planets. We have taken samples and checked on all the planets to make sure everything is running according to plan and running smoothly. And we are absolutely thrilled in our work and we love all of you. So as far as giving you a technique, okay, now knowledge raven spells standing on my shoulder. Okay. Whew. Okay. As far as giving you guys a technique to, uh, I'm trying to see what they're trying to show me here. Uh, this is me, Elena talking. Um, so what are we going to do? He says, okay, I have to pause it, and then he's going to try to explain it, and then I can explain it to you guys. Hold on. Whoa, you guys, this is a really wild and trippy uh, thing he just told me. Okay, this is a fun one, he said, and also can help a lot of um, mal-communications or miscommunications. So... With your throat chakra, you open it up. You imagine that you're opening it up. It's like a circle on your throat. And you imagine that you're opening up like a tunnel. And then you take a deep breath and you close your eyes and you imagine the thing you want to say to the person. Or you or you don't have to have anything in particular, but you want to talk to somebody. So what you do is you imagine that their throat chakra also is opened up and you send the, the, a beam of pale blue light from your throat chakra to theirs. And as you do that, pay attention to how your throat feels. And if it feels positive and radiating with joy, then you may call them, you know, on your earthly phones or in your apps or whatever. But if you, which technically is still on our phones, but anyway... But if you um, are meeting with resistance and suddenly your voice is waning or your voice is um, not, it's like shaky or suddenly you're having a problem with um, tightness in your throat or a sore throat or you start to cough or whatever it is that happens, if it feels like a resistance, that person is not interested in the moment in communication, not necessarily with you, but with anybody. So this is a very sweet and gentle way you can do. You kind of, it's like you're sending out a feeler from your throat to their throat chakra to see if they want to talk. And if not, you can honor them by then withdrawing your energy back into your throat and, um, and then closing it up again to protect yourself. And now, you know, it's not time to talk. And we were thinking that if we gave you this technique, you on your, you know, those of you on the planet that know this, you will prevent unneeded or unwanted uh, conversations at the moments in which they're inconvenient. 
And if you could do this and practice this with all of your communications, it's going to put you in a better off position. And once you are in this position, you're always going to communicate clearly and precisely and precisely when you need to. Because uh, timing is everything, as you say on your world. And if you contact somebody where they're not ready or they're going through um, something or they're busy and then their throat contracts and this kind of puts them in a position where they don't want to speak and then they shut down and eventually they just don't speak. And if you call them randomly, it is a matter of a shock in your society now, in all of your societies, because everyone's so used to text messaging first. So there's even memes we've heard about where people are are being called psychopath for doing a normal phone call without asking permission first, without texting first. And just, you know, 30 years ago, nobody questioned it. No one really had cell phones and you just called on a landline. But now you have the ability to contact a person psychically instead of even on a text message. And you could save them heartache and guilt and time. And, you know, if their throat is open and they're working on something pertaining to their throat and then you call them, it will shut their throat chakra down and it's going to take them a while to get to that position. And so if you're mindful of the energy work that other people are doing, because so many of you are actually doing energy work now, even if you're not consciously aware of it. But if you could be consciously aware of this, you take the energy from your throat chakra, send it to them, and you can see if it's a good time to communicate or not. And if it's not, just withdraw your energy back into your body and feel you know, at peace and okay. You might want to say a prayer for them if it feels really tense, but this way you're not going to give unnecessary, unwanted, unneeded communication with somebody. And it will deepen your relationship because if you send it out on the next day and there it's very receptive and, and your energy will start to flow out of you into their throat chakra and then you will start to feel their energy come back to you and it's going to be an, an energy almost like an energy message or an energy packet of information of I have so much to tell you I can't wait to talk to you I'm glad you're going to talk to me or you're going to call me and they'll start to think about you they'll start to think about oh I can't wait and then when you do do that first and then you call or text and then call they're going to appreciate you because you always seem to have an uncanny ability to sense right when they want to talk to you. And it's going to make them more endeared to you and they will feel less obligated to answer the phone when, you know, they're feeling bad. Cause a lot of people we notice <clears throat> introverts on your planet and you know, some people are just very shy and when they get a phone call out of nowhere, it shocks them. So, and then they go into a panic mode and their throat chakra shuts down and then they cannot be heard because they cannot speak. 
and we have noticed this as a pattern on your planet because of your emotional body being so intense and your throat chakra is a part of that emotional body. It's why when you're feeling a certain emotion and you're upset or scared and you speak, your voice will shake because you could feel the emotion in the voice. And this is what makes humans so remarkable and so much unlike uh, most of the people in the universe, actually, because you are so emotional and so um, in touch with your four body system in a way that nobody else is. And by the way, guys, four body system is like the Pepsi bodies, basically, you know, physical, emotional, psychological, and spiritual individual bodies. So that's what he's meaning. It's just that we're unique because we have all of these and other, other beings don't, they don't have the emotions, most of them. So, okay. So that's pretty much, he's saying, that's pretty much uh, all we wanted to talk about tonight because, you know, we didn't have a lot to report necessarily. Um, other than we just cannot wait to see you. We love you very much. Please come to our light ship. Please ask to send your ethereal body here when you need um, physical healing. We will send beams of light to physically heal you as well. Um, if you do need physical heal- healing, um, is it 711? Yeah, I think he said this before too. It's 711. Just say Pleiadian ship, med ship needed 711. So like 711, can we say? No, there's, he's saying say 711. And that will bring the med ship right to you, and they will start working on you energetically um, from the higher. Uh, dimensions and then the energy will trickle on down to you but in the meantime you can send your ethereal body to the light ships and you're just going to lay down in a bed there's like a light bed you just your ethereal body like lays down relaxes and if you tune into it you can telepath with your own ethereal body you can feel it but it's not going to be like you sent your physical body there it's going to be very subtle We deal with subtle energetic vibrations that will raise your vibrations and raise you on up out of whatever disorder or disease. And when we say disease, we mean dis-ease. It will lift you on up out of it. So this is why we're offering all of this to you because everything that we help you with will definitely raise your vibration. Anyway, that's it for now. We love you very, very much. We are the Pleiadians of the Galactic Federation. This is just, we're just a Pleiadian division, I suppose. Um, There's many, many, many beings in this Galactic Federation, and we cannot wait for you to meet them all. (laughs) But we're first, and we're excited. We're going to be the first ones there to hug you. We're going to be the first ones there to tell you our bad jokes and bring you our excellent food. And we're going to give you meditation techniques and the fabric technology, just different technologies. So we love you very much. We're grateful that you're here. Please keep looking to the skies. Beam us love and we will send you love right back. If you ask to see us, if we're in your vicinity, we will 
hear you and we will show ourselves to you. Uh, so don't ever stop looking up because we're all up here. We are your brothers and sisters, your older siblings, your older cousins. We love all of you so much and we cannot wait to meet you. So I'm signing off now. This is Michael of Ashtar command and transmission. All right. Oh God. It was like right at 55, 17. Wow. So less than five minutes left to the show. So that was excellent. I had my eyes closed. Um, I'd say like 75% of the time. So anyway, there you have it guys. I love you very much. I want to thank you for being on the spiritual journey with me. And thank you for listening to metaphysical soul speak the podcast. Um, I'll be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming, just like always, um, write me on Instagram at mermaid girl 888. If you want, if you have any questions or ideas for me, let me know. I appreciate all of the, um, people that have contacted me. I've had some really incredible, uh, conversations. If you just want to shoot the breeze about something that you heard on the show, we could do that too. It won't be uh, verbal. It'll just be text message, you know, or, you know, voice messages back and forth. But I've had some really wonderful conversations with people. I've learned a lot, actually. And anything that's of value that I learned from you guys, I will tell the rest of you guys. So, um, and and I'll give you credit for it as well. So anyway, I hope you guys are doing well. I'm going to sign off right now with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension until next time guys peace guys i've been making episodes of metaphysical soul speak the podcast for a while now and many of you have contacted me wondering just how you can support me and my podcast well i have two solutions for this question number one is to become a listener supporter in which you go to the anchor app locate my channel and sign up anywhere from 99 cents to nine dollars and 99 cents monthly and you can stop anytime or number two is to make a one-time donation of any amount via zelle bank to bank or through paypal using my email mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com also located in the show description now with this option you aren't uh obligated monthly in any way and you're also not limited thank you all so much in advance for your support Let's keep metaphysical soul speak on the air and onward and upward to the fifth dimension together, guys. Thank you.